0: Viewer discretion is advised. All activities performed in game and are fictitious. <laughs> Arcade magic is not to be used lightly and by amateurs. <laughs> all magic performed in this show was performed by an expert. Feel free to try this at home. <laughs> well, I've been waiting up all night. When you're gonna call? Cause I've been taking tons of whiskey and I Convincing myself I'm fine, so, if like so in the me, uh, in the post-combat, just after combat, the warehouse starts blazing from your dist- burning up, uh, your destruction. Like fire. You guys have to pretty quickly try to make your way out of here. Alien, you go over and you know, revive Claudia with a potion real quick. And you guys eat these bear rats real quick. Um, You guys find a small Yeah, you guys find a small chest that they brought with them And this all happens as Octo Spearman Is roughing up This were rat in the middle As these flames burn this warehouse Down and you guys try to quickly make your way out As you guys get your last bits Of things together And are like, just as you're on your way out Octo turns to you guys and he's like These were rats came from the Champions District It's too dangerous for you to go there Leave this for me don't let me catch you out of here again. You see, you ain't the ball for me. What's the difference between you and me? I'm not wearing leather armor. And he jumps up onto the third floor, a piece of it that's not burned away, and disappears into the shadows. <laughs> <laughs> so you, and you guys collect what little bit of glue that you can, and in total, there's probably about 15,000 gold. And just after Octosphere in leaves, you guys gather up the stuff you guys get out. Of we have to it turns back into a person as it, <laughs> <laughs> as it burns up, and the fire department is called. <laughs> nah, it doesn't turn back into but it does burn to the ground. The it does turn work, into of ash. You know, yeah. <laughs> now if you guys want to go shopping, there's like a few other things that you guys can do now around town. You guys are like a day away from this party and you guys just want to like fast forward to that and you guys go shopping some magic braces. How much did we get in each room? 500? 5,000? Okay. <laughs> Good. Oh my gosh. Okay. I got so much money. I got 9,000 gold. Right. So you guys, okay, so you guys, after you burn down this warehouse, commit arson, <you> go shopping. <laughs> what, what else do you do? So you guys make your way to fuzzy shop on you guys know the way and it's relatively close. So you guys make your way into Fuzzy's shop and you see a couple other customers. Uh, one in particular you see a player with a pan, who's got a wooden pan and, and a red robot. And you know, Fuzzy comes up to you guys again, you know, now that he's recognized you and you've made a little bit more standing in the in, in the city, you guys have more authority. I heard a little bit more about you no, from around town. So if you guys want to see the premium ones, come up. on in the back. And I'll show you some special stuff. And, and you guys like go go past like a big curtain into the back room and, like down a hallway. You guys go into this back room and there's like, just a variety of all of these weird ones Once in the front are all like classic items. Ones that are from the DMG, ones that you can find at, you know, typical magical warms plus one box or you know plus two shields or whatever boring. But back here there's some interesting, unique things. Items that you Necessarily be able to find combination items or you know, items that need a particular thing. Um, all He's got a collection of rods and staffs, which are all back here, and they're all behind special magical cases. But there is one case in particular that you guys notice, and in it, there are three items which are particularly cool. <laughs> um, there's a Crystal that catches your eye, Eric, and it looks almost like it would fit in the mouth of the laughing face of Paylor. Fuzzy, like, notices you eyeing it up, and he bets the heart of a dying star. It's a holy relic. It'll turn any weapon that it's attached to into a a holy adventure. Suzanne, you, like, if you guys keep looking at these other items, there's a spell book you recognize somehow. Again, you don't know how or where it could be from, but you are like, you immediately look at it and are seeing deja vu. Rob, the final item which is directly in the center and spinning on a little dais looks like something you guys have never seen before. Something from some other place in time and it's made of made of gears and mechanical pieces. It's got a wooden handle and a tube and a crank that that spins a dial that feeds in these bolts that fire at Super speed fuzzy points at me. Oh, yeah, that's, that's a mechanical marvel from another dimension. I had to specially acquire from some strange beings when they came here. <laughs> <laughs> if you guys are interested in any of these, they're only 150,000 gold. Oh, yeah, on, put on it piece. on my tab. <laughs> put it on my tab, it'll be fine. <laughs> oh, you, of course. <laughs> Maybe some other time. <laughs> um, but and he also has a weird machine in the back, which he will, you know, which you guys can roll on if you want to, and it will basically you get one of these strange items that are around the room. You can pay if you want to. You can pay me five. You can pay five thousand gold, needles, and I'll roll on percent percentile dice, and you'll get a random item. Okay. Okay. Roll some percentage dice, <laughs> Suzanne. I'll get out my my chart. <laughs> I spent way too much time on this thing. Perfect. So we're getting either His of them. <laughs> right. I don't know what I want, and, so that works for me. And the other thing is that this some of the things on this list aren't great, but they're all yeah. were useful-ish. I got four. Suzanne, you put in the gold one point yes. after another, okay. and a ball drops into a machine, and it goes down a slide, and it, the <laughs> thing, and it goes back down, and it pops out. A ball drops into a slump right. this machine, you grab it. It's like a little egg. Those, and like, classic eggs, do you open up? Yep. <laughs> do you open it? Yeah. Inside are a pair of earrings and a little note card. And these are earrings of spell story They will allow you to store one spell up to third level. You don't have to be the one to use this, Suzanne. You could, like, store lightning bolt in this and then give it to Eric. I, I can't use magic That's the rule. Right. Or oh, <laughs> give it to Rob. Right. Okay, so it's store one spell? One spell up to third level. Because sometimes it's hard to choose you just want random shit and you're not gonna like i know exactly <laughs> right and that, no and that's good like I like that you know what you want that's awesome because you should you should be able to just go get it but he's AC20 now right but there's <laughs> a chance like there's a chance that you get an item that's worth 500 gold in this there's a chance that you get an item that's worth 500,000 gold so, right, so can I you, buy something and pay the 5k to get a random item. item if you have both. You yeah. yeah okay Rob roll percentile dice for your random item and what did you decide to buy? Um I'm gonna get can I get a ring of dexterity plus two? Yeah, that's okay. it's four grand. Yep. Yeah, that's fine. Roll percent. I've also been waiting on this list so long. It's <laughs> <laughs> so you're you're like looking around this room as like the, the dial like spins around because it's like there's a little turner in the in the bottom of the floor that points an arrow at like the item that you're gonna get that's around one of these cases. Yeah. And it starts spinning and spinning, and it slows down, and it goes, gets really, really slow. Umbrella of nice weather. Flask of un- unlimited water. And then it gets really slow, and it's on um, flame elemental power suit. And then it goes one more tick. Oh, and it lands on Gloves of the Destroyer. Improved cleave. Bonus special ability. Okay. Oh, you were you were right next to <laughs> the flame, flame elemental power <laughs> power suit. <laughs> and it's you see this like thing in this big case, and it's just like this thing you get into and it's like this monstrous mechanical fucking power suit. It's only two million gold. Right. I want like that. I got what I wanted. Well I guess I'll just hold on for now. It's totally them, like, Just in case. I paid it to turn my gloves climbing into a ring. Your gloves are kind of like, I wanted to say like hand wraps. They're like... They're not quite gloves. They're kind of Spider-Man sticky pads. Right, they're kind of like Spider-Man sticky pads. I want to say that you have the Spider-Man sticky pads on your bracer slot. Do you have a bracer slot open? Yes. Okay, yeah, then just do that. That's fine. Okay. Just put, make it so that you have hand wraps of climbing, which are bracers. Spider-Man's sticky ability works through his suit. Yeah, the NFL <laughs> does not <laughs> Suzanne, you got the suite. You guys go to the shop and you got the, the earrings, some spell storing. Rob, you moved your wraps up onto your wrists and you got some new gloves as well as a ring of dexterity. Is that right? Yeah. And Eric, you bought a bracer and some bracers and all um, power. Oh, nice. six, six, Rob, six, right now, you're, you're going to get an ability point because you guys go, you guys like head home you have a nice meal and you guys go to sleep and you get ready for this party this morning. Rob, during the night, you have some nightmares of these wear rats that you saw. And you, like, go into your were-rat were library in yeah. your mind. And during the night, you, like, have like, a pseudo-transformation and gain back one of those points of constitution that you lost. Gain a point of natural life, But also, put another tally on your wear wrap as you go a little bit more towards your rare rat zone. Hey i don't work on the squeeze. Hey guys it's me Gabe again your DM your host and your poor boy. I'm a broke bitch. This week we got Rocco and Gino here from GNDN Services Here to force me I mean strongly encourage me To advise you to go down to GNDN Get more duck work today Oh god In the RL we got a couple shout-outs. Thank you again to the Steadwells For allowing us to use your music on our show You guys are great You can find them on iTunes and Instagram they have Facebook And I think they're also on Spotify Because they're badasses don't miss out on Vanilla Dice. Their campaign is ending pretty soon, so don't feel bad if you missed out. You can always go back check them out anytime on iTunes. We got another new shout-out going out to... Hit Dice Podcast. These guys are like the classic D&D. Very, very clean. Their podcast is very professional. If you like the crispest sounds and the funniest jokes, don't miss out on Hit Dice Podcast. They're really awesome. Their DM puts in a lot of work. And they're very, very professional. Um, Unlike us. (laughs) Ah, Yeah, you know, deal with it. If you like our show, please feel free to tell your friends. Subscribe on iTunes. We're also on Podcaster. Check us out on Instagram and wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, Thanks so much for listening. This is It's Never Cloudy in Dungeons and Dragons podcast. I'm your host. Enjoy the show. Dexterity, right? yeah, so I mean you're not uh, you're not gonna necessarily you're not developing like a typical wear wrap Yeah. You're developing like one that would actually exist. Instead of one that just gets bitten and is suddenly, like, <laughs> boof, 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 I'm a werewolf rat and I know how to do all of these things and transform and have dexterities up and my constitution is up. Like what the fuck is that? Automatic plus six. Plus yeah, fucking that's ridiculous. You have no idea how to control your mind. <laughs> That shit just doesn't come immediately. Like Spider-Man's powers didn't all come right away. Oh man. Yeah, you really had to work up to that web ball. Right, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> so you're not gonna like just turn into a little like a little baby rat. But like eventually that's gonna be something that you could do is like turn into an actual rat and then go yeah. and do do stuff. So the next day comes, as you guys wake up, you have a nice breakfast, and you guys get ready for the party. Is so there anything you wanna do in particular before we start before we get into it? you guys wanna jump right to you guys putting on fancy clothes, getting in your carriage, and heading to the palace. Ooh, a carriage! Well, my armor is my fancy clothes. Fair enough. <laughs>
1: yeah. Clingy as fuck. You
0: spend some time polishing it, getting any other rust bits off, and uh, I really, I really fluff up uh, the owl bear helmet. Yeah. You fluff your, <laughs> fluff your hats, and you know, take the stains out of your clothes and stuff. You guys head to the palace, the Scarlet Spire. Ooh! So cool. Woo. So you guys take your carriage into the gap, the palace gates. A steep rising path, flanked by polished, polished poles, sporting g- uh, giblets, 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 giblets. Um, with skeletons in them, flank the road towards the castle. Uh, as your as your carriage reaches the top and you guys decoach, you are led onto a very expansive terrace. This terrace, which is a lawn. Overlooks a 200-foot drop down onto Greyhawk itself. You guys are like up in the spire on one of its like ledges. Um, there's lots of other party guests, several of which you recognize. Fuzzy Dunlop, of course, is there, your friend, and he girl. when he sees you he waves. There's also Baracus, uh, followed by what looks like the uh, sorcerer that was with him at the bar. He's kind of quiet and surly. There's the guy who you met who's a vampire hunter in front of the champions district Saradin who is with what looks like a noble man with very dark hair a goatee and grey eyes who's very very tall you're not sure but you believe this person is the man the noble Killraven. he's a vampire hunter and northern scout guy what looks like a half orc who's like got long shaggy hair and like curls and a beard he's like wearing like a poncho and stuff and he's got a pair of gnomes with him who he's chatting with and he's he's talking to right now Lockgar and Goblizar lizard men that you've met before but they are not with the shaman who is in the black cloak you guys also see Orin Tiara and Kellick talking to a noble who is clearly an orc but one of the most human looking orcs and one of the most handsome orcs you've ever seen this guy has blonde hair that's about shoulder length he's got very strong-looking eyes and a strong jaw, just the hint of uh, tusks of the orc uh, that is his heritage. So you're like fifth-generation half right? Or he's just cra- a crazy human, right? Or he's just crazy good-looking. You're not. You can't even. You're not even sure. Charisma thirty. Um, <laughs> there's also a very, very fat dwarf ridiculous like who's wider? ridiculously fat whiter than he is tall who's got um, two female dwarves on either side of him who have uh, hair all the way down past their butts which isn't saying much because they are also quite wide instead of <laughs> tall um, and all these people are milling around ha- talking with each other some of them recognize you guys and um, you guys see that some of them are holding gifts and packages and presents in like small bundles and you guys don't have it. Look like a bunch of assholes. (laughs) Shit. And you guys get out of your coach onto this terrace and you don't have any gifts, and some of the party recognizes you and some of them don't. A small silver raven icon. Didn't you sell that, Fuzzy? No, I I didn't erase it. I don't think I sold it. Okay, okay. And you guys are on this very nice terrace and there's you know statues and there's a small fire that's going, and you guys are greeted as you get out of your cart by a very strange looking woman. She's beautiful, but only half so. Half of her face is that of a incredibly well-kept woman who is, you know, very trying very hard to look good and you know has a very nice shape shapely face and elegant features, and the other half of her face is twisted. And deformed and looks like she's some kind of demon. She's got horns um, on that one half of her head. And as you guys get out of your cart, she looks at you and she sees that you doesn't don't have any gifts. I got a gift. She giggles a little bit. She's like, I hope that you brought something for the queen, or there'll be a nice hole in your face, right where your on nose it. used to be. <laughs> <laughs> It's the nice-looking side that flaps the tower. <laughs> um, and she, like, is at you, and she's like, you may go and put your presents over there. And she, like, goes and gets, she, like, directs your cart out in a way. And you guys, you guys see one final cart behind you start to pull up, and you guys, like, go over to where there's like a little table with a bunch of like bread and cheese and stuff. Just as some centaurs who smell delicious start walking out. <laughs> <laughs> start walking out of the gates. Um, like in a roasted meat sort of way. You, you see Leon get Why out of the carriage. Um, the carriage that was just behind you guys. And he's sporting a very nice coat with the seal of... Um, his uncle, and he walks right over to you guys and he's got a nice box in his hands and he's like, Hey guys here, quick, write your uh write your names on this. And he, <laughs> and he like gets out and gets you a pen and you guys are all your names on the gift. I'll, to, I'll throw the icon on top of there. Oh, very nice, nice, nice. Because <laughs> She's the Raven Queen, right? Right, right. No, that's something that cool. Leon's like weird group of people here as these, you know, centaurs uh, walk out and they start serving themselves. To the guests, <laughs> what? The fuck? They are, uh, they're, they're like very well cooked, and one of them walks over to Leon. And he's like, "My lord!" And he cuts off a little bit of his <laughs> rump and he hands it to Leon. And Leon is like horrified, and he takes it and he like eats a little bit of it. It's so like it's pretty good. It's pretty good. You know? And you guys, you know, make small talk with with Leon about what's happened to you um, since he since you left as these centaurs go around and serve themselves to the guests. This party's fucking weird guys. I don't know about this party. I'll try anything once. <laughs> <laughs> Yikes. Um and after after a few minutes like you guys relay all the stuff that you learned about looking into Balakard and you know how you're that's why you're here right now tried to talk to Richard, and how you went and searched down the trail of the were-rats and green slime, and you kind of came to a dead end with the abandoned house, but you know that the were-rats are in the Champions District, and you came to a dead end with the investigation into Rorsk and Secret History of Greyhawk, which also led you onto some weird clues involving a machine to siphon energy to the Scarlet Spire, but that also seemed to lead to a dead end, and uh, your experience meeting up with Octo Spearman. Yes. And, and Leon's kind of like he's like kind of puzzled. He's like Octo Spearman. I've heard about him a little bit, but I've never seen him myself. He's yeah. he's kind of brusque, but you know, friendly enough. <laughs> he was something. Yeah, you know, if he's if he's trying to get rid of you know the bad people in the city or do you know more power to him. I guess we could use a vigilante. Um. And at this point, Tiara walks over to you guys, and she's like, "Hey, you know, it's nice to see you. How, you know how have you been? How did you guys get invited to this?" With the Baron. a lot of a lot of the other guests here are uh, gonna be fighting in the arena. Are you guys gonna fight in the champions belt? I mean why last not? time we tried to get into the arena they, they wouldn't let us in. I the champions is real strict, but I mean if you guys want to try to get in there with us, sometime we are allowed in and we could take you to go train or you know, check out the place at least. It's all fun and games and you know, we could use somebody to practice with. Can't people die? There have been some casualties in the arena, but we, we won't be doing anything that fatal at practice. You know, you guys can just come and join us sometime. It'll be fun. Now the centaur serve her a little bit. She, oh, thank you. You know. I grab a slab. <laughs> it doesn't bother her that the centaur is serving itself. I grab a slab. Um, How is it? <laughs> it's, pretty <good. laughs> it's pretty good. It's pretty good. It tastes like, um, like very tender beef beef jerky. Like it's kind of, it's like nice and salty and tough. It's got to be really tough because otherwise it'd fall apart. Because if it was like melting off the bone, this dude would just like slop on the ground, you know? Yeah. So... <laughs> so this fucking ass. So there's like some necromancy. Now there's an idea. Yes. I was going to say, use necromancy to, to reanimate the cooked animals. Have, yeah, that's Have that's them serve fun. themselves. Yeah, I like that idea. Yikes. It's very, very awful. Um, <laughs> kind of anyway, so you guys, and you know, and you guys are having this pleasant conversation with Tiara, and she offers you to, you know, go to the Champions District to train with them sometime if you want. You know, just send them a message. Her team is being sponsored by Richard. That's the same guy who sponsored him last time. And, Hopefully, you know they won last year, so hopefully they'll do pretty good. And you guys hear a gong. The half demon face woman, who Tiara points out to you and Leon girls, is um, actually the Raven Queen's daughter, Hermes. She she announces, "My lords and ladies, honored guests, the Raven Queen bids you welcome, and I trust that you will enjoy our humble hospitality. You may now present your gifts." the queen. And, you know, everybody kind of like rummages in their pockets and like gets out their stuff and Leon, you know, he's like, oh, you know, I got this one. He gets in line and he goes up and everybody's got some interesting things. The, the very handsome half-orc presents a staff with a queen, like a raven on the end of it and it's only of silver and it's, you know, got some magical powers like when you extinguish fire or something. You know, something lame. And, and, um, you know, Fuzzy, he presents uh, a pair of horseshoes that will, you know, add damage to a nightmare's hoof attacks and stuff. The shaggy guy with the long hair with the gnomes, he didn't bring a gift. And you can see that the queen is not very pleased with him. The only other gift that's, like, really notable is really fat dwarfs, and he brought a strange device. It reminds you sort of Revolver from Fuzzy shot, except it's an um, arcane mixture of the two, where you, like, it basically fires wands. Not, like, shooting the wand. At s- just just doesn't s- stick, s- stick at you. Just six disintegrate wands. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, you guys get up to... You guys are, like, one of the last to present your gifts with Leon. He hands her this box, and she opens it, and inside is a pair of daggers. It's uh, the golden pair of daggers that were the keys to the statues. She looks at them, a little bit puzzled at first, and then she has a bit of recognition and smiles. And the queen looks pretty pleased at this. Tell- give the baron my best regards. Uh, I'll be bows a little bit. After, after the last of the partygoers are allowed to present to the queen, you guys are ushered in to the Scarlet Spire and into a large room. Once again, Hermes appears, and but this time in a puff of smoke. And she's wearing quite a different outfit this time. She's dressed all in black. Her skin-tight, full-body spandex suit is all black except for what looks like um, bones have been painted on it so that she looks like she's a skeleton, and her face has been painted with um, a skull. Does it blow in the dark? <laughs> yeah, sure, yeah. Because yeah, this room is all very dark. And she blows a small horn, small strained horn. She's like, my lords, my ladies, I beg you to join us and enjoy a tale of woe, of menace, and of lust. I call it the Grim Reaper Goes on Vacation. <laughs> <laughs> and she, she gets out a pair of wands, and she starts casting some spells and a bunch of skeletons drop from the rafters and, and all around you and they jump up on a stage and they start singing a song that is performed by a band that's just below it and you guys are witness to a, a play which is similar to the one that you guys saw earlier in the theater but it's different and it seems to be instead of like describing you know this tale of love that these actors portrayed before it seems to be describing the, a way that all of these people died in various ways and how they became skeletons now. The voices that you hear coming from these skeletons are very, are eerily similar to the actors and actresses that you heard earlier and they perform this play which lasts about 45 minutes and during, during which, you know, you guys are serving cheese and wine and, you know, there's, uh, there's like servants going around and if you guys take a moment to like really, really look at them and like examine what these look like because they're all dressed well but the servants look weird all of them are like strangely deformed one guy has goat legs and one dude has a pig face one person has a horn right in the middle of their head and all these servants are weird oddly mutated magical experiments the play finishes up and the skeletons all get to the center and they take their bow and the true performer of the show the daughter drops the wands as they turn to dust, and all of the skeletons turn to dust, and they get blown away in a breeze, and everybody applauds, yay! You know, some of the some of the uh, audience really enjoyed it, especially Fuzzy. He thought it was hilarious, the whole thing. I mean, it's a comedy, <laughs> realist, you know, really. And the lights come on, and you guys are ushered by servants down into a uh, into another room, all the while led by the Ravenclaw. Did I say up or down? Down? I did say down, didn't I? I think. I did. You guys are ushered down into a small chamber. And uh, this chamber, and as you guys go down the stair- so these staircases, which are lined with torches that glow with a strange blue f- flame, giving this whole place this weird, ominous feeling, you guys can hear some of the party-goers going- talking to each other, and you hear Kellix say, Why did you offer to let them join us? We don't need any more competition like oh they'll be fine they're friendly and you guys can hear Goblizar and Lockgar you know talking about how good the centaur was and how it's hard to get that in the swamp and the shaggy guy is saying something like oh you know boopie boop, boop, boop. Ah, you know that play was funny man Woo. and he's like <laughs> sparking up a jay as he's going down the staircase <laughs> and he like he looks back at, at you Claudio and he's like you what know, leap boy it's the best in all of, all of the all of the kingdoms. He like he like takes he takes a big puff of it, you know, to show you that it's good. He smokes the whole thing down to the <laughs> roach and he's like, You want any? <sighs> and there's really nothing left to smoke. <laughs> I'll just inhale the passing cloud. <laughs> uh it's it smells really it smells good. good. It's gotta be you know that it is that that creme, the creme de la clams, you know what I mean? Clams of the clams, that good stuff. <laughs> <laughs> that Bilbo Baggins long bottom. Dude. They're real good <laughs> clam <laughs> sauce. Oh, yeah. uh, the the Gandalf style puffing. Um. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he blows out a big old spaceship. <laughs> Doesn't even know what space is. Blowing spaceships. <laughs> you see, uh, you see, Kill Raven, the 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 black haired. Um, Noble he likes slaps the cloud on his face and gives the guy like a little like a terse look you know and uh you know Orenz there and he's like you see he sees you breathing in some of the smoke he's like gives you a thumbs up and flexes a little <laughs> you know like a multi- little flex bag <laughs> and you guys you guys finish your your travel down the staircase and you find your way into this room it's it's kind of like a gymnasium where the walls are lined with padding But also with these strange electronic-like devices, like there's weird Tesla coils and things around, and you can see these this like strange glass tube chamber with that has like a pedestal in it that only has a ring sitting on it, and in a depression in the middle of the floor, you can see what looks like a boxing ring with two doors on either end of it. And once again, the Hermes in the, in, in, the, in the skeleton outfit, come, she steps forward once everybody's arrived, and she says, And now, my friends, my foes, my loved ones, we have come for a bit of sport. These rings here are ensorcelled and will allow you to control these specially prepared receivers. You see her go over to one of the, one of the glass chambers, and she lifts up the door, she takes out the ring and she's like, These will um and the queen cuts her off. And she and the queen's like, I have prepared a special reward for anyone who is able to beat my score. If you wish to challenge me. Is anybody willing to take this risk? And she <laughs> she goes over, she puts on a ring, you see from one of the doors one of the doors opens, and you see a a screen above it light up. And just and it says active, and it's green, and you see what looks like a automaton man, mm-hmm. six and a half feet tall with giant fists walk out of this doorway, and from the other side you see, um, another the other door open, and another <laughs> robot with giant <laughs> fists walks out, and they climb into the ring. And they start beating the shit out of each other. And you can see the Raven Queen in the glass box just throwing uppercuts and low blows and kicks. Um, oh my god. I, she rolls a natural 20 and just uppercuts this other robot and smashes its head right off. And it hits the top of the rink and comes down and it collapses into the ground. And you see on the scoreboard flash uh, 10 points. KO! <laughs> KO! Boo <laughs> boo-boo! <boop. laughs> Finish it! <him. laughs> that was pretty sweet. <laughs> and what make some perception checks real quick as you guys like examine what's going on here. Suzanne, give yourself a plus four. And Eric, give yourself a plus four. I don't get a plus four. two. Oh, Twenty-two. Sixteen. Alright, well, I rolled an 18. Okay. You guys all recognize these robots as automatons. They look like the robots that were in the well. That were like fused to the well walls. The one who is not coming out of the door is clearly like under some kind of control. But you know that these guys are like... Sentient? Relatively sentient beings, yeah. The way that these things are being and because of your like divine senses and your arcane senses, you guys are able to recognize that whatever is, you know, controlling this guy has something to do with the divine and arcane energies being pushed down into here. Because you guys can sense that these dudes have like whatever the thing that's controlling these dudes, it has the same exact feeling that you felt in the signature. Right. You guys take out your, your Metroid fucking reader and scan it and you're able to tell that it's got the same fucking code as the signal. The, the the yeah. You flash down your power meter. Yeah. <laughs> After a minute um, Orin's like I'll give it a shot. Oh ho, ho, yeah big muscles on me. I'm sure I'll be good at this. And he goes in and he starts beating up this robot and the robot destroys him. The robot got an 18 and he got a 2. He gets wrecked and, like, gets out of there and is, like, kind of wobbly a little bit. And he's, like, got you know kind. Needs, like, a glass of water and, like, has to sit down for a second. Well, shit. Um, and hit his... And, I'll like, give it a shot. The, the, the screen flashes on and it says, scored one point. What's the Raven Queen's high score? 10. Ten. All right. You gonna go and do it? Right, give it a shot. Let's give it a shot. All right. So you, okay, kind of one more person, <laughs> one one other person goes up. It's probably. All right, what does my lucky coin do again? The coin makes it so that it's either a pass or fail. It makes it so that it's a higher low, instead of okay. whatever roll it is. All right. So you can be like, I'm gonna use the coin, and then it's higher low, good for you. You choose, you win, or lose. Okay. There's no like bonuses or anything associated. You gonna use the coin? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so. Uh, Rob, you, <laughs> you go, you act, you like hold this this coin in your palm like, as you put on the ring, no. um, and you feel super duper sick as you like get sucked into this robot, um, <laughs> and like your spirit is like utterly detached for a moment, and as you fly through the astral plane into this other being, you get really nauseated, but you are completely centered by this coin, and you get into the boxing ring and go up. And you just start, you do your fighting thing, flip the coin. All right. Um, High or low, good for you. Hi. You fail. The robot All beats right. you up. All right. You you get knocked out. This robot's two, right. and two and oh, baby. Come get some, whoop, whoop. I'm a big boy. <laughs> All right. Do you two either want to go give it a shot? The rest of the party goers are going to try. Or at least some of them are going to try. I'm going to detect evil. You detect evil from the fat dwarf. You detect evil from... Some, you detect oh. some evil from the Raven Queen. Hold on, you detect evil from Hermes, the, the, the chicken suit. You detect evil from Calic a minor amount. You detect a little evil from Rob. And you detect all, a trace amount of evil from this machine and the power Robots themselves. Aren't people. I know pass. <laughs> okay. Suzanne, you want to do it? Sure. Why not? All right. So you go. <laughs> so you go. Put on the ring, and your and your spirit is sucked through the astral plane into this robot. Make a fortitude save. Fifteen. You pass, and you are so you're fine. So you're not going to take any negatives because you're not like woozy when you show up here. Okay. But and you like are in this robot, and you the only thing that you can like. Feel. the only thing that you can think or like understand is. Smash them, and you like climb into the rink and you get smashing. Roll the smash. Do I add anything, Earns? Or... I'm gonna say you add charisma. It's not based on strength. It's not based on intelligence. It's not based on wisdom. It's based on your ability to work with this thing. So you're gonna you're gonna add your charisma bonus. Okay, so 17. Suzanne, because you're able to understand how this thing is powered where the power source is coming from, you are able to like juice up one of your punches and you manage to basically do the exact same maneuver that the queen does and you uppercut this dude in the exact same way and you smash his head off and it lands in the exact same spot and the you get sucked back through and the scoreboard flashes on 10. Some of the other guests go they score you know, sevens or eights, one of them. For no, nobody scores higher than you are the Raven Queen, because you. tied, bitch? Because you scored so well on this, a pair of these mutated, weird-looking servants comes out, and between them, they're carrying kill a, you a very <laughs> large.
1: <laughs> right. you, you got a like, oh, oh, <laughs> <they kill> you.
0: <laughs> you beat the Raven Queen. You die. And they're carrying out a large golden egg. And as they get to you, they set it down and it hatches, and inside of it is a necklace. And it's got a little tag, and it says, Necklace of Constitution. Plus two. And there's a bit of applause. Yay! And the queen is like, a lovely prize. And she looks at you, Eric. Make a charisma check. Alright, I got a 18. Okay, so she looks at you, Eric, and she's like, you know, but why, why do you not participate? Do you not like the games that I've arranged for you? I don't know. Do they have thoughts and feelings? And she's like, oh, of course not. You're perfectly fine. And you don't really believe her, because I rolled pretty bad on my block check. And, but, <laughs> she, uh, but you have managed to not acquire her wrath by ignoring her very specially planned games. Rob lost. Suzanne, you won though. Gain an authority point, Suzanne. woo So are they, are they already dead? I think, mean, get raised back? The, this, the, the, automa- the, automatons? Yeah. Uh, oh no, they're like living beings. We're like, like, forced to die. But that's kinda gay, yeah, so like, but, uh, but yeah, you totally made the right choice. As far as like, morality-wise goes. So, After you guys all get done with your bit of sporting, you guys are taken out onto a balcony, and Hermes now has changed into the outfit of a scarecrow and is on stilts. And she jumps up onto the the balcony's railing, and this balcony overlooks the city. You guys are now about 400 feet above the city. You guys, like, went out of the last place You guys guys have a great view of the arena, and the majority of Off is very beautiful. You guys can see the Dowhill Fields and probably the Barons Baron just on the edge of the horizon.